This is The Interview The Interview Every weekday on Radio Now 95.3 FM a report by one of Nigeria's leading business papers, Naira Metrics, says that the price of building materials has, in the past year, risen by 60%. These materials include steel, cement, tiles, plaster of Paris, roofing sheets, amongst others. Why is this happening? And are there links to the COVID-19 pandemics? And what are the implications on the Nigerian economy and on the livelihood of the average Nigerian? On the interview today, Radio Now's Emaria Semota speaks with Ken De Oholabi, the Chief Executive Officer of Builders Hub, a building constructing firm. She starts by asking him what factors have led to this exponential rise in the cost of building materials. Uh, well, on the, um, you know, straightforward, I mean, the obvious reason is obviously um, the value of the Naira has really depreciated in the market. So that is the obvious reason, but of, I mean, there are clearly a lot of underlying factors responsible also for that um, rise in prices. Okay. So what are these underlying factors? What, are, what are these factors that you can point out to the increasing prices of building materials in Nigeria? And are there any combined effects? Okay, yes. Um, because um, Nigeria is still, I mean, our market is still um, dependent a lot on import. Even for manufacturing companies, they still need to import some of their raw materials. There has been an improvement in that sector, but a lot still needs to be done in um, developing raw local raw materials content. So that's, that, I mean, every company, I mean, you, you hardly have close economy, so you're going to have some form of import or the other. So that, that, so because we're still importing quite a lot, and one of the major, one of the very, very serious reasons is congestion at the port. I mean, this is a problem we've had for the past 20, 30 years. We've all always been having this problem of congestion at the port. And it's simply due to bureaucracy. Until a country like Nigeria, until we can import uh, goods and services in this country without having to necessarily go to the port yourself, so there are too many bureaucracies, too many tables, you know, asking for the same thing all over again. I mean, the the government has made an effort to clear the port, but still yet, I mean, that problem is still there. So that is, I mean, it's actually cheaper for me to import something from, uh, say, Europe to Lagos port. It's, more, it's cheaper to import, bring a container from Europe to Lagos port uh, than even picking up that same container from the port to my office or to my to my factory. So that, that that's really shocking that you can actually, I mean, import, you know, pay for a container. It's cheaper to pay for a container to bring our goods all the way from China or all the way from Italy or wherever it is in Europe. And then the problem starts when you actually get to Nigerian port. By the time you look at the cost of demoing, the cost of transportation, and all of that, it's just not, it's just not working. Okay, so still on the um, issue of importation, in your opinion, do you think that the ban of, by the government on imported cements with the intention to boost local produ- production has succeeded? I, 
you know, they, they, we have a very interesting matter. Um, there are some things that naturally, um, on the surface, should be a good, um, uh, should I call it a good uh, policy for the industry. So banning importation, in some countries, if you're banning importation, you know, to grow local production or to grow local um, industries, it's a good thing. But I think there's still a lot, a lot needs to be done in implementing those policies. So you can have a policy that sounds very, um, very correct, but if implementation is wrong, for example, um, we, if you take, for example, India, for a long time in India, and even still so now, imported vehicles are more expensive. So that has allowed, uh, you know, uh, vehicle companies or uh, motor companies like Tata to grow. You know, so that policy works in India. But there's something about our market, there's something about our people, there's something about our culture that ordinary policies that should work somewhere when the implementation is wrong. Um, if, if, for example, if you buy an imported cement and somebody sees that as an opportunity to monopolize the market, to dictate what is happening in, into the market, then the policy will not achieve the aim the government wants it to achieve. Uh, the, it might be, that policy might be there, maybe simply to enrich some people. You know, um, okay, don't worry, I'm going to ban this for a certain amount of, you know, years and all of that. You're going to, you know, so you, you will supply. So for every month of that importation, give me X amount. So implementation, I, I believe that uh, the policy is right. Um, the intent might also be right, but the implementation is not aligned. I mean, cement as that today is 3,500, 3,300 per I mean, that is too expensive. It's cheaper for you to even go and buy cement in Benin Republic there, who, you know, this is a market that imports cement and all of that. Uh, and it's still cheaper for them to build than for us to use cement made locally here in Nigeria. The same thing is happening to other um, manu local manufactured uh, food, I mean, products like cows, like they're getting more expensive by the day. So there's still something wrong. A policy should the policy appears right, but there's still something wrong with the implementation. Okay, um, so what um wh what role does the COVID nineteen pandemic have to play in all of this? Well, the COVID nineteen um obviously was I mean you know factories are restarting all over Europe. Um, a lot of um, um there was a I mean a break during the lockdown. You know, there was a break all over the world. So ordinary, co I mean, the time you need to import. So, for example, if you need um, two months, three months. So we had a break in transmission or in supply. So obviously it's going to create um, an immediate scarcity of goods. Uh, it's going to create an immediate scarcity of some of the raw materials needed. And that is why quite a number of um, even local manufacturers in Nigeria, uh, because they can't get in their raw materials in on time because of that COVID. Um, so there's, there's some kind of scarcity in the market. And, you know, on that obviously is going to, you know, cause increase in demand and obviously increase in prices. Okay, so at this point, what intervention do you think can be made 
to counter the hike in prices? Well, I would like I I I would like to say one answer fits all, but I don't think so. I mentioned to you the policy of binding importation of cement. Mm -hmm. There, you, it, there's no one size fits all, so you can't just say do this. I, I think it's nothing short of a of a revolution in a lot of things. In a lot, you know, we can do we can do what you call palliative measures. We can do palliative policies. But if we're really going to, you know, address things like this, if we're really going to solve problems like this, uh, the, the entire market situation needs to be overhauled. That is that is my opinion. Uh, so I can't just tell you, okay, uh, ban this, or I can't tell you do this and all of that. There has to be uh, all stakeholders who need to come together and everyone more. Because if you need 10 stakeholders, for a policy to succeed, and you have four, the policy will not work. The policy, so it needs, it's nothing short of a revolution or, or overhaul of the entire system. Entire, you know, it, it, it has to do with foreign exchange system, it has to do with, thought, uh, I mean, you know, the, the ease of importation and exportation. Uh, it's not one size fits all. When we're talking about what can the government do to, you know, to help this, it's it's not a sort of a revolution. It, it, every, all stakeholders need to come together. And you're talking about the full, uh, the full retinue of stakeholders involved. Like I said, customs needs to be involved. The central, the, the central bank needs to be involved. Um, you, we need to look at foreign exchange policies. We need to look at, um, we need to look at um, the organizations, the market organizations, and several other organizations. So it's just not one, because if you solve if you solve, uh, import, I mean, foreign currency something, and it's still taking me two or three months to clear my goods in the port, you've not solved the problem. I'm kind of curious about the government. So construction booms are often one of the ways in which governments ginger up the economy during recessions. And the Nigerian government is no different. They have made a big deal about their many infrastructure projects. With this Ike, affect government's attempts to revitalize the economy? I mean, with, with the current height, I mean, funny enough, Nigeria is still a very big market and we have the population. The population is there. So even though, um, I mean, the cost of um, raw materials has increased, but I, I'll tell you, I'm in the building sector. Since there has not been any major loss in building, building and construction is still going. People are finding ways of getting the money because the demand for housing is still there, it's still ever present there. So, uh, what can the government do? They have to be a revolution. They have to bring all the major stakeholders together. And even when all the major stakeholders come together, there really needs to be very important ways of implementing those policies. You can have a good policy, and some people can hijack those policies. So, really, it's very important that implementation. Yeah, I mean, buying is good. It's good to increase local market. It's good to do all of that. But are all all stakeholders involved in ensuring that that policy is fully implemented and the benefit of that policy um, is actually realized? Okay, so finally, before um, we go, sir, are there efforts taken by members of the construction industry in ensuring a reduction of this um, increase in price of construction materials? 
I'm very sure that all stakeholders, I mean, especially people in the construction, are really quite looking for ways. But um, this is where um, you still have to combat the government because governments are the ones that create a enabling environment for some things to happen. If the government is not fulfilling that role, it will be very difficult for any construction firm, organization, other, you know, organizations in the building and construction industry to be able to do anything meaningful. It's very, very important that that environment, government are the ones that can create, that have the power and ability to create that environment for, you know, for things like that to happen. That was Kendi Owolabi, the chief executive officer of Builders Hub, a building construction firm, talking about the rising cost of construction materials in Nigeria.